Hello, welcome to Free Will, Science, and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with George Ortega, and today we're going to discuss the subject of regret, um, things that we regret doing and that we wish we had done them differently, but we understand that things the way they were at the time when we did those things would have had to have been different for us to have done any differently than what we did at that time. So should I should I start with my regret story or do you want to start, George? No, good. Yeah, start with yours, Chandler. Absolutely. Okay. Um, here's here's an example I, I really regret, and that was joining the U.S. Navy. Um, see, and I I know all the reasons why I did it. That was because I was unable to get a job any other place. Um, back then, I was applying at every every restaurant, just every kind of business around ever since I was 16. And you know, I was getting really discouraged by the time I was 20 and unable to get a job. And back then, uh, I totally believed in the Christian God. Um, and so I was praying down in the woods, you know, and, and asking God to help me get a job. And then, like, you know, a week later or so, um, this Navy recruiter talks to me and tries to get me to join the Navy. <laughs> and so I looked at him like, oh, this must be God's will or something. You know, that's, that was how I looked at it at the time. Um, but I, I, knowing what I know now, I see it wasn't the best thing. I was just jumping for the chance at anything that came along and it and at that time it didn't matter what it did and um so somebody somebody might have suggested um and anything at that time and i would have been open for it so what i what i'm saying is it wasn't a rational decision at all anyway you know and it and and i understand that i never technically make choices however knowing uh, what i know now as as anti-war as I am and the bad experiences I had in the military and the kinds of people I, I was around, um, I ended up being discharged. Um, I didn't make it through boot camp. I, I sure wasn't cut out for the military, but, but I just realized that knowing what I do now, it's something that I would not have done because it wasn't what I wanted to do. That was That was a big part of it. So that's just one example of if I had known then what I know now, I wouldn't have done it, but I didn't have my knowledge at 28, at 20, 28 years old. I'm almost 28. Um, um, when I, as I did when I was 20, it's a whole different, I'm a whole different person since then. All right. Well, Chandler relate this to the free will, um, issue. In other words, like, did you, until you began to really understand that, that nobody has a free will, were you blaming yourself for that? Was it not just the or the regret that it happened, but you were blaming yourself? You were feeling regretful that you didn't make the right decision. That you you know you're blaming yourself for that. Well, yes, actually, I blame myself as if I should have known better, you know. And there and all other people blamed me too. And and one of my uh, one of my friends who well is not really so much a friend now told me I brought it on myself. You know, and, and people, you know, that, yeah, people blame me and I blame myself. And so I felt like, oh, I, oh, and, and I, and I, aside from the fact that it was a stupid thing to join the Navy, I also felt like a failure for not making it through boot camp and becoming a successful Navy, whatever, you know? So, yeah, but here's the deal. Yes, the understanding of no free will 
has helped me because I realized that however stupid it may have been in hindsight, um, I couldn't have done otherwise at the time. And I did what I believed was the right thing. And it was what I thought, you know, this, that God wanted me to do or something, you know? So I, I, so I feel like I, what I did felt right at the time. I just know with more knowledge that it wasn't, but I don't blame myself anymore. Okay. And, and I'm going to relate an experience in my life that, that, you know, it's similar to yours in a sense, but before I do, I just want to make the point that what we're talking about now relates to everyone. In other words, there's not anyone who, who gets to be 15 years old, even, you know, let alone 30, 40, whatever, who doesn't have some kinds of regrets and not just, it's not just the regret because we'll be talking about this more. It's the blaming. It's the self self indictment. You know, we, we should have, you know, like, you know, in a baseball um, game, Oh, you know, um, we, we were up, up at bat and, you know, our team needed us and we, we didn't get a hit or something, you know, we regret that. We just like, and, and, and like you're saying, it doesn't just come from us, other people, because of this free will belief, heap this blame on us for what now we understand is, is uh, not in our control. All right, but now here's, let me explain something in my life that, that also shows like, you know, fine, you know, it wasn't up to me. But it's not completely satisfactory in a sense. So basically, like, when I was back in, like, 84, hey, I began. It sounds, yeah? it, it looks like Jamie just finally joined our call. I don't know how. Jamie, are you there? So. Excellent. All right. You're in the middle of the podcast. We're five minutes into it. We're basically discussing how overcoming the belief in free will can free us from regret and the harmful blame that often accompanies regret. So I was just basically explaining to Chandler this, you know, back in the mid 80s, around 84, I decided to turn my attention to the problems of the world. I had I'd experienced, you know, personal suffering before that. And like, you know, it just awakened me, awakened my compassion to so many things that are wrong in the world, so much unnecessary suffering. So, all right, between then and I'm thinking um, about 2010, you know, through various means, I devoted so many hours, so much work to various projects to help, for example, the world overcome poverty, you know, to, 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 to just like help the world in certain ways. Now, here's the thing. So like back um, now, you know, between 2006 and 2010, I was heavily immersed in politics, you know, trying to get, for example, the Democrats a filibuster-proof Senate in 2008, and we succeeded. And then I, then I, I noticed that like a couple of months later, they had lost it, you know, and like it was because like, I mean, just to get a bit specific, that uh, John Kerry was a senator in Massachusetts, and you know, out of personal self-interest. Um, he he decided to take a role, I think, of Secretary of State or something, meaning that he was no longer a senator, senator in Massachusetts. And so, like, soon after the 2000, you know, when he resigned, they had to have a special election there. And, the, you know, the Democrats put up a weak candidate, lost the Philip Ross-approved Senate, you know, and any, you know, any ability to do, do major change. So basically what I discovered through that and various other um, political happenings was that I thought the Democrats in general 
we're really about, you know, fighting the good fight for, for the, you know, for the welfare of the people and all that stuff. But what I realize now is that both parties, the Republicans and Democrats, are controlled by money. You know, the rich are pretty much controlled things the media. And so to, to a great extent, I wasted so many years trying to um, work with the Democrats, trying to work with people who I thought were much more moral, much more ethical, cared, who cared more. And now I realize they really didn't care. So, all right, so fine. Um, you know, I could have blamed myself. I could have said, well, I should have known better. I should have, you know, I shouldn't have been so gullible, so naive. But again, like the, 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 the understanding that I, don't, I didn't know then what I know now, that like we don't have a free will, that prevents that kind of, um, kind of self-indictment. But I guess the other point, Chandler, you know, what, what I started with is that um, it, doesn't, it doesn't solve everything. Because then like there's a kind of like residual resentment uh, or regret that reality, however we want to phrase it, the universe, God, whatever, just deceived me for those 30 years. So, so again, my point is like, yeah, like absolutely, overcoming the belief in free will just frees us from regret, but it doesn't solve everything. Yeah, getting frustrated at um, your past mistakes um, doesn't change the fact that they happened, you know. So. Yeah, so we still regret it is basically what we're saying. We still wish we could change it. <laughs> Exactly. Jamie, do you have a, an example in your life of, of a regret that, that you know, you, you used to regret, you used to blame yourself for it, but now since you understand that, that nobody has a free will, you're, you're kind of like freed from that burden. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, look, look, Chan is putting his, um, <laughs> my little funny plushie in front of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 the people listening to this won't necessarily be able to see that, but I just put my, my Fluttershy <laughs> pony to the camera and I made them laugh. See if they had a free will, they wouldn't. They wouldn't get distracted. <laughs> Very cool. Sorry. I, I find it easy to lose my focus sometimes, and you know I've got like uh, learning disabilities and stuff. You know, what I mean, um, yeah, I do have a point in my life where I read stuff like I said some really bad things about my family out of frustration in the past. You know, when when I've had arguments with my mum and that, and uh, I don't. I do um, regret. Um, you know, the horrible things that I've said in the past, you know, even out of anger. But I realized that, you know, everyone has their, you know, emotions and whatever. I'm thinking, guys, can we use this, this, this exploration of regret as a tool for teaching people that they don't have free will? In other words, like, you know, people that we, we know that believe they have free will... If we lead them to, like, you know, like, ask them, hey, like, you know, can you cite something that you regret in the past? What what do you guys think of that? I think it would work. I really think it would because, I mean, that helped me understand it. Right, because, like, eventually, like, you know, like, let's say, you know, they did, let's say they're in their 40s or something, and they they made a mistake as a teenager, right? You know? I bet you almost everybody will say, well, you know, like I was a teenager. How, what did I know? You know, I was just a teenager, right? And, and, and isn't that a way of them saying, even though they don't want to admit it, like if, if you ask them if they have free will, yes, I have free will. But, like, but isn't that a way of saying, well, you know, it wasn't up to them that they were a teenager. It wasn't up to them that they were limited by, you know, the lack of experience, limited experience that a teenager would have. 
Well, yeah. I mean, look, and everybody, this is something everybody can relate to. I mean, I did all kinds of stupid things when I was a kid. Like, I would trip over a, a chair, and then I would get mad at the chair and throw the chair across the room because I was blaming it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, God. <laughs> it is. Well, people do that. We all, I know. I know. Like We do that with computers. Yeah. We're all right. some crashing stuff. We become annoyed and uh, we start, you know, shouting and screaming in the worst case scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. So now here's the thing. So like we know this. We know that um, that there is no logical reason to regret things in the sense of blaming ourselves for them because there's no free will. But um, do we? Do we? Are we successful all the time at applying that? I mean, do, um, are we able to like apply that anytime we want, or what kind of work we would have to do to be better able to do that? Well, um, well, I, yeah, well, yeah. I think it is hard to always apply the knowledge that we don't have a free will. I think it's hard to always, when you get caught up in very emotional moments, it's hard to be conscious of that all the time. But I think, as with anything, the more that we think about it, the more it becomes automatic to us to do it. That sounds good. Jamie? Um, can you repeat? Um... How, how do we, like, you know, it, it, um, basically it's one thing to know that because we don't have a free will, it just doesn't make any sense for us to, like, blame ourselves, you know, about things we regret. So, like, how can we strengthen that? Because, like, you know, but, but even though we understand that sometimes we don't, we're not able to apply it, we'll still blame ourselves. So, like, you know, can you explain why that is and how we can overcome that? Um, it's just one of um, our desires to, you know, get things right. We, we'd like to try to get things right all the time. You know, it's, it's called being a perfectionist, isn't it? Right. And so, like, basically, I mean, like, and can't we, like, if we explain that as, you know, our being perfectionistic and all, um, first, can't we understand that in the sense that, well, you know, we didn't choose to become perfectionist. I mean, like, that's just, that's how we developed, right? That's our, that, or that was genetic, right? So yeah. we can't blame ourselves for that. Yeah, and also, people teach us that we have to be perfect. That's the problem, is that's something that we're indoctrinated with. We were talking about that, I think, recently in terms of kind of like typos. Yeah. You know, I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of times in, in school, it's more important to dot our I's than to kind of like understand what we're reading. Yeah, which is really stupid. Okay. Um, so again, let's, so with regret, let's explore a bit more of how, you know, presenting this case of regret can help us teach people they don't have free will. Because I think this, again, our main challenge is to come up with, strategies that we either haven't used yet or haven't used nearly well enough or completely enough. So like, you know, again, how, how, how will like presenting <coughs> regret to people who believe in free will help them to understand that they don't have a free will? Well, I really think because everybody is suffering from some sort of regret, it, it helps them by processing that. It helps them realize it helps them stop blaming themselves because people, they believe they have a free will. They believe, oh, I should have known better. I could have done this. And at first, by getting, by, by talking to them about it, it shows us that we're interested in them and who they are and their experience. So 
that so that helps for them to know that we care second of all when we explain to them why they should not blame themselves well then they start understanding the personal benefit that it's not just some abstract philosophical thing that makes no difference but that it personally helps people quit hating themselves for their for their bad mistakes that sounds good um one one example I'm thinking of. Let's say you're a parent. I'm imagine yourself as a parent, and your kid is feeling really guilty about um, I don't know, not having passed the test or something, or not getting whatever. Um, and the, the kid is feeling really guilty. And as a parent or as a friend, you know, basically, you know, wouldn't wouldn't most people, when faced with with somebody like that? you know, try to get them to understand, hey, wait a minute, don't feel so bad. I mean, like, come on, um, you know, you did your best or, or you know, how are you supposed to know, like, the, the questions were going to be on something different than you studied or there's always some kind of rationale that implicitly is expressing the idea that that person didn't have a free will. Yeah, and you know what? Some parents are understanding like that and they, and they encourage their kid, you know, when they're feeling bad that they failed the test. Other parents whip their kids with the belt if they don't get straight A's, and I've heard I've heard those kinds of stories too. So that's really sad. That shows the oh, difference. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. All right, Jamie, can you come up with another like perhaps personal exa example of like regret in your life, where like you know you regretted something, then like by understanding that free will is an illusion, that it wasn't up to you, all of a sudden that burden that burden was lifted. Yeah. Um... Well, I can come up with another example. Um, I said some... Uh, there, there was this um, story, right, where um, a victim stabbed um, a 17-year-old for bullying him, right, um, in high school, I think it was, or uh, whatever, or out of school. Um, there was this news story, and I was, like, saying some really negative things. I was, you know, I was saying things more along the lines of, you know, retribution, I was saying, you know, back when I believed in free will, I was saying, you know, the bully got what he deserved and all that stuff. Um, you know, you shouldn't pick on people. And if you do this kind of thing, this is what's going to happen. But now I look back on it and realizing that free will is an illusion. I feel, I feel like, you know, I shouldn't have said those things because, you know, nature and nurture is the result of why bullies became the, uh, the way they did, you know. So, yeah, so now, like, I mean, do you see that whole situation differently now? Because now, like, you've been working with this free, free will construct, construct pretty steadily for several months now, at least, right? Yeah. So can you describe the change that's happened between then and now? Um, I've become less, um, I've become less into blame, even though I do regret some, um, you know, negative stuff that I've done in my life, um. I mean, it's not anything that will get me, like, you know, thrown in jail or anything. But, you know, there's, there's still regrets that we have that won't necessarily get us punished by the legal system. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Chandler, let's, I mean, let's, this is good. If we can draw from our personal example, I've got another one also. But, like, can you think of another example in your life where you regretted something in the past and now, like, you know, that, that burden of guilt that you were blaming yourself is, is completely lifted because of your new understanding of, of human will? Well, yeah. Um, here's, a, here's another example of a kind of a strange regret. But, uh, and it sounds kind of funny, but I actually regret coming out as an atheist. 
and, and here's why um, because it did not it did not achieve the purpose that I had thought because all you know because I because what happened was that missed the whole point because it's the point wasn't so much that I don't believe in God it was to get at the moral code that I have that's that's different and why I'm pro-life and why I'm against killing of animals um, and so what I so what I wish is that there had been some other word, some other term at that time that I had used instead, instead of just telling people I don't believe in God, um, to tell them that even if that God does, the Christian God does exist, that I'm not going to go around killing other humans or animals just because God commands it. So I actually feel like I made a mistake, and not even one that it wasn't dishonest, but it was a mistake because it did not communicate as well as I would have liked. All right. Well, then the, the, what you have to ask yourself is like, how could you have known that? In other words, you were expecting or predicting a certain outcome. How could you have known what, what actually would happen? Exactly. And that's what I realized is I couldn't have known. I, I couldn't have known that all, um, all that declaring myself as an atheist would get me was more Christians quoting Bible verses at me. You know, I couldn't have known that that was going to happen. If I had, I would have done differently. But even today, I still don't know if there was an actual term or a better way to go about things. Like, I, I just, and I'm still thinking what I would do if I could go back, even though I can't. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Um, all right, before I get to my story, I just want to uh, very briefly, sometimes this is very important because sometimes we can't know what the best or right thing is like um there's a parable a story about like these these three guys who go to this wise man and he, they have a question they say well you know like this boy in town was given a horse is it a good thing or is it a bad thing that he's given a horse so the guy the wise man says <laughs> yeah a pony it, he's a, given it, a pony it's a good Absolutely. thing <laughs> it was a good thing. well here's the thing but like what happens is like the kid is given a pony and he rides it falls off breaks his arm right so like the these kid the, the the three men go back to the wise man they say well i guess it wasn't a good thing right and what does he say he says wait and see okay so what happens is that region soon after is involved in a war and everybody gets drafted a lot of people get killed really really hurt but this kid with a broken arm is exempted because he can't go to war with a broken arm so then they they you know they go back to him and they say well i guess it was a good thing right and he says, wait and see. So are you getting the drift? So basically, a lot of times, we can't really know what's right or wrong because we don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. There's just – I get your point there. There's no way that we can know how things are going to turn out, and we may not know what the best thing is to do in the situation. Right. And, and, and again, like that's another kind of like an example of how, we, how, how what constrains our will. If we knew – how things were, were going to turn out, if we knew exactly, then how could we not do what, what was wisest or best, right? Yeah, absolutely. If we knew exactly how the future would turn out, then we'll do um, whatever we can to avoid um, you know, bad things from happening in the first place, right? Right. All right, I've, I've got so like in my, in my past, I've, I've got this um, story of um, two, two, two stories kind of like with the same girl. I was like in eighth grade, 
And I made two mistakes with her. I really regret them. And it's like, now I blame the universe. I, mean, I got to find a way to not... Basically, like, it was like once it was after school, she invited me over her to, to her place. And I think she wanted to make out, you know, I'm pretty sure, which was, like, really cool and all. But, like, I was involved in this Christmas pageant, you know, at my church. And if I had gone with her, I would have missed the practice, you know? All right, and in hindsight, I should have said, I'd said to myself, I should have missed the practice because, like, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the other thing is, like, then, then this is something I really regret. I'd blame myself a lot and all. Basically, um, we, she, she and I started going out, and I, I thought she was wonderful. She was really a very cool person, but for some, you know, terrible reason, I, I ended up at a party, you know, that she wasn't there. And I actually started pursuing this other woman. And, you know, like, so, like, you know, basically then she found out about it. She called me. She was kind of, like, brokenhearted and all. And she goes, like, well, I guess that means we're over. And I, if I was, you know, if I wasn't such an idiot back then, I should have said, no, listen, I really, I'm sorry that what happened and all. You know, I, I should have tried. But I didn't do that. So anyway, that's, that's just an example of like sometimes, you know, these things like, and, and I, I still to this day don't know why first I was like disloyal to her and why I didn't, you know, apologize and try to get back to her. It was like, it was foolish pride, you know, but like, but again, like it's that's so many of us, we all have circumstances like that where we made the wrong decision. It was an immoral decision. It was wrong, and we blame ourselves. And so now, yeah, now we understand. Again, it's not completely satisfactory because, like, you know, something made us do this stuff, but at least we're not, you know, condemning ourselves. Yeah, because there were um, a, a causal chain of events that um, led to you um, making those mistakes in the first place, right? Exactly. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I don't think there's enough time left in our podcast for me to tell you about the regrets I have involving a certain girl seven years ago. <laughs> we'll have to save that for another podcast. Okay, sounds good. Well, yeah, we'll have to continue this theme of regrets with, with our other co-hosts sometime because I think it will help people understand what it means that they couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, and, and Chandler, you know, Jamie, another thing we have to explore because, again, this thing with the regret – Let's people know that actually they don't. They say they don't have a free will, but they actually. Um, they say they have a free will, but if you look at their reasoning, they believe that they don't. Another thing that shows that you ever like, you know, somebody's. Um, there's an expression like, um, walk a, a man a, a mile in a person's shoes. In other words, like, you know, that expression is like, don't judge somebody until you've walked a mile in their shoes, right? What does that mean? And people say this. People say this all the time. Don't judge somebody. Don't condemn somebody because you don't know their life. You don't know what experiences they've had. You don't know. So, like, basically what they're saying without them realizing it is, like, don't judge this person because this person doesn't have a free will. Yeah, that's basically the meaning of it. And that's why you stopped hating Republicans, isn't it? Because you know that um, they couldn't have done otherwise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing is it doesn't mean that you're justifying anything. It doesn't mean that you're saying what somebody did was right. You're just you're just saying that you would have done the same thing if you had been them with their genetics, their conditioning, their exact experiences. You would have done as they did and not known any better. Exactly. Another it's one is like way sometimes, though, especially when, you know, you've had an argument with someone. Well, Jamie, that's, you know, we got to do episodes on that because, like, basically these emotions hijack our reasoning. We still, you know, like, and, and so basically we have to kind of, like, work to overcome them. You know, it's like, 
you know, just repeating our themes, just basically just, you know, we have to work on that. Um, one other, another expression that, that, um, that would help with this is like, have you ever heard people say like when they're trying to excuse some, somebody, well, don't blame them. They were, they were, they were doing the best they could, you know, you know, how can you blame a person, you know, like, you know, for, for not, you know, succeeding or something, they were doing the best they could. That's another example of people basically using this very common expression to express the fact that they understand that nobody has a free will. Yeah. Yeah. So people, they really do understand it when you get down to it. It's just that they're not always – what people say they believe and what their actions show and other things they even say show that there's a conflict there. Like they're really no different. And personally, I think it may be part of the reason – or you know, we gotta, you know, we got to like figure this out eventually. But like part of the reason may be that like people believe in hell. In other words, like they believe that if they start believing that they don't have a free will, that's like going against the church, and then they're threatened by this punishment in hell, and it's kind of like a circular thing because, like, it's the punish, it's the threat of punishment in hell that doesn't allow them to understand that there is no free will. So, um, so we got to explore that. But um, guys, we got about less than a minute left. Um, Chandler, you want to like wrap things up? Yeah, sure. You've been listening to um, Free Will, Science, and Religion with Chandler Klebs, George Ortega, and Jamie Soden. We talked about a few of our regrets, things that we wish we could have done differently, but we know that we couldn't have. And it's something that needs to be revisited in the future and how this can help people understand what it means that they don't have a free will and help them stop blaming themselves for things that they couldn't have done differently. Bye.